Adichie, an inspirational speaker and writer, famously said, the single story creates stereotypes, and the problem with stereotypes is not that they are untrue, but that they are incomplete. They make one story become the only story. This has inspired us to discuss the dangers of a single story. We are the bigger picture, and today we will be touching on the topic of equal rights. Starting off strong, we have Margaret, who will be talking about Israel and their means of land acquisition. Hey guys, Margaret here. Today we'll be looking at the single story surrounding Israel's means of land acquisition. The conflict between Israel and Palestinians has been going on for centuries. Many American news sources have spread the belief that Israel has and is taking land that's not rightfully theirs. For example, an article by AP News about settlements in the West Bank included this quote, The Netanyahu government is determined to go ahead with its settlement policies to steal Palestinian land. Like any issue, an individual's perception of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict largely depends on the information available to them. This single story about Israel's means of land acquisition can be perceived as a reality. Arabs started claiming that Jews had stolen their land at the beginning of World War I. In truth, 80% of the land was state land owned by the Ottoman Empire and afterwards the British. The rest of the land was owned by large Arab landholders, including mayors of Palestinian cities, Muslim scholars, and leaders of the Arab nationalist movement, who sold their land to Jews at exorbitant prices. In 1944, fertile land in Iowa was selling for around $110 per acre, while Jews were paying around $1,000 per acre for infertile land in Palestine. In 1948, after Israel declared independence, eight Arab countries invaded. Israel won the war and captured more land that they kept for the safety of their citizens. Later, in 1967, Israel launched a preemptive attack in response to imminent Egyptian conflict. Israel took the Sinai Peninsula and Gaza Strip from Egypt, the West Bank from Jordan, and the Golan Heights from Syria. Today, Israel has evacuated 94% of the land captured in 1967. A large issue today is the legality of Israeli settlements in areas like the West Bank. Many international law experts believe that these Jewish settlements are not illegal on the basis of self-defense. In reality, Israel has not stolen land, but bought infertile land from Arab landholders at exorbitant prices before 1948, and since then has rightfully captured land in times of war, as seen in the Israeli War of Independence and Six Days War. The single stories heard from many news media sources about Israel's means of land acquisition are incomplete, and together, when joined with the complete story, could make peace. Next up, Spencer and Ava are going to discuss equal pay and rights around the world. Women's equal rights is something that is still prevalent all across the globe. According to ABC News, in June 2018, Saudi Arabian women were just given the right to drive and are still fighting for basic people traveling abroad. In America, women are still fighting for equal pay. Although there is no law prohibiting women of driving in Saudi Arabia, women could not obtain their driver's license. This rule was recently lifted in 2018, and over 120,000 women applied for one that day. 
In America, men are telling women that equal pay does not exist, and it's a woman's fault that they have a lower wage than their male colleagues. The National Women's Law Center proves this theory wrong. For every dollar a man makes, a woman makes 78 cents. In Saudi Arabia, women need a male garden called a wali. Until 2019, women were not allowed to travel anywhere without a wali. Now women in Saudi Arabia can travel without a wali when they are 21 or older. A common theory among women's rights is that women get less because they ask for less, when in reality, women fear to stand up for themselves because they fear men will become biased over their gender. Men have a lot of control over what women in Saudi Arabia do, which can relate to equal pay in America. Men tend to have too much authority and power over women in the workplace, and women get too often overlooked. As time goes on, the world is slowly starting to realize women belong in everyday life and should not be limited based on gender. It's just a matter of when. Hands are the workhorses of all the appendages. We like a hand soap that smells like honeysuckle, but made without a lot of nonsense. Now that's worth a clap, don't you think? Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. My name is Samantha Stern, and today I'll be sharing the single story that is arranged marriage in India with you. When many Americans, such as myself, think of arranged marriage, we think of negative stereotypes that surround the term. However, arranged marriage goes much deeper than many people would think. In India, marriage is a stage of life that comes after adolescence and before death. Arranged marriages are a tradition in India that mean a lot to many people. Over 90% of marriages in India are arranged as of 2019. The source for this is CBS News, and only one in 100 will end in, in divorce. Couples who have been brought together by these marriages have been found to be as satisfied and love their partners as intensely as couples in marriages that were free choice. When we think about love in India, it's not necessarily a chemical reaction where you fall in love. You find love out of respect for each other over time. This is a quote by the founder of Shadi.com, Anupam Mittal, which is an Indian matrimonial matchmaking website. Dating and courtship is much different in India than in Western culture. For both women and men, parents or older family members will search for prospective mates throughout their community and social circle. Sometimes they will also post advertisements on matrimonial websites or newspapers. Next, there will be an initial meeting along with both families. After this, the man and woman have the opportunity to begin chaperoned courtship. At this stage, if neither party has objected to the other, the couple will be given the opportunity to spend some time alone together. The next step is to make the final decision. In total, this whole process can take only a few days to complete. While arranged marriage may seem odd to the average American or non-Indian person, it is important to the people of India as it is a beautiful tradition to them. For many people, this is just a stage of life. Marriage, to them, is about more than just falling in love at first sight. It is about gaining love for each other out of respect for each other. It is also very important to both families as well, as they are a part of the marriage just as much as the wife and husband. While arranged marriages in India may be hard to understand for someone who is simply an outlooker, the more you learn about the ideas and traditions behind them, the easier they become to understand. This podcast was created by Margaret Townsend, Spencer Tobin, Ava Nadolsky, and Samantha Stern. That's it for the bigger picture. Tune in next time for the dangers of fake news. Have a great day, folks.